0: God bless ladies and gentlemen, God bless your brother Jesse Jarrett coming at you from North Carolina, USA And this is Christian Thoughts Interesting and inspiring topics on being a Christian but still being human, ladies and gentlemen We are back with another brand new episode, brother, another brand new topic And today we'll be talking about what is missing What is missing Today ladies and gentlemen we're talking about that because uh, I've heard a lot of people say it the past week. But the past week I've been hearing the same thing about people that say something is missing. People that say something is missing in their life. Something that they feel like something is missing in their life. And it sounds like a cliche. And you're probably thinking, Jada, I already know where you're going with this. And it sounds like a cliche, but it's the truth Ladies and gentlemen, the thing that's missing from your life The thing that's missing is, of course, Jesus in your life Jesus as your Lord and Savior And again, I know it sounds like a cliche I know it sounds like a... Uh, like, of course, I would say this But it's not only that, ladies and gentlemen we got to remember that uh, Jesus... That God made us in his own image God made us, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says In his own image As in almost exactly what God looks like That is what humans look like Almost exactly Almost exactly what God has uh, for emotions That's what we have for emotions He gave us the same emotions, he gave us the same feelings, he gave us the same um, mentality um, when he made Adam and Eve. When he made Adam and Eve, he, he, he gave them the same mentality as him. He gave them the same knowledge, the same wisdom as him. And just like them, that's what we have. And because God made us in, our, in His own image, ladies and gentlemen, we got to remember that. Uh, we got to remember that, ladies and gentlemen, we are not here just to be here. We are not here uh, on Earth, ladies and gentlemen, just as just as you know, passing the time. We are here to do one thing. What is that? Well, it depends. And let me tell you why it depends. It depends on what we are doing or who we are. For Christians, for us Christians, ladies and gentlemen, it is our job to... We have actually two jobs. We have two jobs. One is to bring Jesus, to show Jesus, to show God's love, to show Jesus' love, to talk about Jesus and to preach about Jesus, to bring Jesus into this world of evil. And number two is what we said yesterday, or what we said um, in our last broadcast of uh, Am I Good Enough? We are here to embarrass the devil. God made us to embarrass the devil. God made us to shame the devil. In other words ladies and gentlemen. God made us. Just in his image. And he gave us the same emotions. And he gave us free will. He gave us free will. Why? He gave us free will ladies and gentlemen. To give us. The, mo- the motive. Of embarrassing or shaming the devil. Because the devil thinks. That he should have been next to uh, God. That he should have been God. That he should have been higher than God. Or, or, or mightier than God. He should have been uh, where Jesus is. He should have been next to the throne of God. Next to the throne of, of the Lord. But God said right there. He says to himself. He says to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. He says let us make a creature. Let us make. Uh, A a person. Let us make him in our own image. Let us make him with the exact same emotions. With the exact same things. But let us give him one thing that the devil doesn't have. Let us give him one thing. Free will. That free will is what makes us as humans and as Christians... Shame the devil. Because of that free will, we are not forced to know God. We are not forced to, to praise God. No one forces you or no one should be forcing you to praise God. No one should be forcing you to, to worship God, to even believe in God because of that free will that, Jesus, that God gave us. Because of that free will, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have the blessing, the gift of free will. Free will is not an illusion. I've heard people say that. Because if free will was an illusion, you wouldn't be saying that free will is an illusion. Think about that. If free will was an illusion as people say it is or as people think it is, then it's an oxymoron if you think about it Because if it was an illusion Ladies and gentlemen We would be forced to do everything We would be forced We would be not It would not be our own uh, Our own will would not be our own choices We would be like slaves to God We would be like s- slaves to God But God doesn't want to see us as slaves, and God doesn't want us as slaves. We are not his slaves, we are his servants. There's a difference. Think about this. What's the difference between a slave and a servant? <laughs> a slave, ladies and gentlemen, a slave is, is one person that has no free will. He has to do everything his master tells him to do his boss tells him to do every single thing A servant has to do most of the things that the that the uh boss tells him to do like a butler if you will but on top of that, the difference is that a slave has no freedom. The servant does. A slave is there 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. The servant is there when he needs him. The butler is there when he needs them. The slave is there doing everything. Every single thing with no rest With no, uh, ladies and gentlemen, with no freedom, with no rest. And the servant, the servant has benefits, the servant has, ladies and gentlemen, options. It sounds like the same. But it really isn't. Think of this, a slave. You ask a slave or you tell a slave or or you talk to a slave, and they'll tell you they have to do every single thing, and they can't talk back, they can't say anything but the butler, the servant can recommend the slave can't the slave has to stay quiet and do what they're told the servant can recommend. The servant can say, sir, I don't think that's a good idea. Madam, I don't think that's a good idea. Maybe we should do it like this. Maybe we should do it like that. The slave can't. The slave will be put to death just by saying anything, just by talking back or what they think is talking back. But a servant, ladies and gentlemen, a servant has the right or has the The benefit of saying, "Uh, I don't know, maybe. Are you sure you want to do that, sir? See? We are servants of God. We are not slaves. We do God's will, not only because we serve Him as God, but because, ladies and gentlemen, we love Him a lot of servants a lot of servants like to rich like to like the rich the richer people that have butlers and servants and stuff they stay because they like who they're working for they stay sometimes because they like or love the person they're working for and that's us as christians we are servants of god not because we are forced to serve him but because we love him And we want to. Servants that usually say, you hear servants sometimes say, I live to serve. Because sometimes that's what they do. I live to serve. And I live to serve you, sir or madam. That's what they say. And that's what we say as Christians. We live to serve God. Because we love God. Not just, not because we are forced to serve God. Not because we are forced to do anything for God. But because we love God, we serve Him. Think of it like this. Think of it as a boyfriend or girlfriend. Or a husband or wife. Ladies and gentlemen. When you have a boyfriend or girlfriend or a husband or wife. When you love them. When you truly love them. Like I love my wife. And because I love my wife, I want to do stuff for my wife. I want to serve my wife. Not because I'm forced to. When, you ha- when, you, when my wife was my girlfriend, ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to give her everything. I wanted to shower her with pleasure. I wanted to shower her with gifts. I wanted to serve her, do what she says, do what she wants me to do. I didn't care. That's, that's being a boyfriend. That's being a good boyfriend. As a good boyfriend, ladies and gentlemen, we serve our girlfriends. Not because we have to, but because we love them. Because we're in love with them. We serve because we love. Not because we're forced to. You see, that's the difference. And that's the the mistake that people say that free will is an illusion. Going back to my original topic. Free will is no illusion. Free will is no illusion, ladies and gentlemen. We have free will. You even have free will. You, you and I both. Because think of it like a job. People say we don't have free will because at work we have to serve. We have to, we have to do what they say. Yeah, but that's because you want to get paid. A servant gets paid. A slave doesn't. Get it? A servant, ladies and gentlemen, gets paid. A slave does not. They get maybe food from their master. Maybe, maybe somewhere to sleep from their master. But a servant, maybe a butler, maybe a maid, Ladies and gentlemen They live to serve And not only that they, that they live to serve They get paid to serve We when we have a job Our boss When we have our boss as a job When we have a job Ladies and gentlemen Our boss pays us to do that job We have free will we have free will to say no. We have free will to, to choose not to, but don't expect not to get fired. Don't expect not to get yelled at. Don't expect not to get lectured when you don't do something that you're supposed to do in that job. See, that's the difference. We think we don't have free will. People say free will is an illusion. No. We have free will because of what we want to do. And God gave us that free will when he made us in his own image. God made us in his own image. God made us for when we don't have him. We feel something missing, and that's the problem, ladies and gentlemen. That's the problem. That's the issue. The problem is, ladies and gentlemen, that we we think that everything else is going to fill us, fill that void fill that that thing that's missing fill that emptiness that we feel something is missing in our hearts in our bodies we think cuz trust me i've been there i thought that a woman i thought that women was going to were going to 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 fill the void of emptiness i had in my life we as men sometimes think that Women sometimes think a man is going to fill the void. Something is missing. Something, uh, uh, something is missing. And somebody says, um, I'm filled with alcohol. And so we say, oh, okay, that's what's missing. Let me go drink some alcohol now. And when we get drunk, we, we, we seem happy for maybe a day. But then the next day, the hangover of a lifetime and it hurts. It gives us pain. After the pleasure we have pain. After the pleasure of being drunk, we have pain. We go back to what's missing. Okay, that wasn't it. Alcohol is not it. Oh, I am filled. This is what people say, not what but not what actually fills them. We overhear people say, Oh, my void is filled with alcohol. Or my void is filled with drugs. And so we say, oh, his his void is filled with drugs. So let me go do drugs. Let me go and do that. But then, the next day... Maybe we get into some trouble. We get into... Some trouble with the law, some trouble with our family, some trouble with our friends because of what we did while doing those drugs. And we still feel empty. You still feel empty. And we say, as men, as men we say, I need a woman. That's what I need. A woman, I need sex, I need to do this, I need to do that I need a woman to fill the void I need more than one woman to fill the void More than one woman to fill the void And you're probably thinking right now Got it How come you haven't used the Bible lately? You haven't used the Bible base like you'd usually do in your live shows or in your other podcasts. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want this to come from the heart. And not that the Bible doesn't make me say stuff from the heart, because it does. But I want these topics that I'm saying without the Bible or without Bible bases, these are actual thoughts of mine. These are actual opinions of mine. I don't want Christian thoughts, ladies and gentlemen, to be solely on one thing. The Bible is the most important thing. Yes. God's word is the most important thing. And I compare my thoughts with God's word all the time. But sometimes I don't have a Bible base. Because sometimes what I say or what I think about my topic, ladies and gentlemen, and from there I want it to flow, like right now. Today, to- today's topic, yes, is on the Bible and I compare it to the Bible and I, and I put the Bible in all my topics of course, but today's topic is for those that always feel like something's missing. Because i felt that before And just like what I was saying Back to my and, And going back to it I'm saying ladies and gentlemen That sometimes we say Oh I need a woman I need sex to fill my life I need a woman to fill my life For women I need a man to fill To fill the void of my life I need more than one And that's when we we become players. Because I was a player, believe it or not. I know some of you have heard some of my testimony before. But I was a player. I would play with women's hearts. Because they played with mine. And so I thought revenge is the best policy. They're going to play with my heart, so I'm going to play with theirs first. Because I've had, before I became a player, I had three, three girlfriends. And all of them played with me, abused me verbally, physically. And so I thought, what's the point? I thought to myself, this is what I thought, ladies and gentlemen, before I turned Christian, before I was truly a Christian. I thought, what's the point? If they're gonna play with me, I'm gonna play with them first. And that's what I did. My fourth girlfriend I cheated on. With my ex. My fifth girlfriend, cheated on with my ex. The same ex. And so on. And then I became a player. And then I dated more than one person at once. And then I dated uh uh more than one girl at once. M- at the same time. It wasn't easy. Trust me. And I was a player. And I played with these girls hard thinking to myself. And I even cheated on my wife before she was my wife. Before she was my wife, it got to the point where, ladies and gentlemen, I found the one that God wanted me with. I found the one that God uh, created for me. The girl that God created for me, ladies and gentlemen. And I played with her too. And if you don't believe me, ask her. I cheated on her almost twice. I hurt her because I told her I was going to cheat on her. And then I did cheat on her with a different girl. Because again, I thought to myself, she's going to play with me. She's going to cheat on me, so I'm going to do it to her first. That's where I was wrong. Because to this day, she hasn't cheated. Maybe flirted a little bit. To get revenge on me. But to this day. Ladies and gentlemen. My wife has not let me down. My wife has shown me that she loves God every day. So I know I can trust her. You might think. Oh Jadip that's just a phase. Or that's just a a fake That's just a show that she's putting on for you. She's probably cheating on you. She's probably doing this, that, or the other. And trust me, I've thought about it. But I know I can still trust her. And I've asked God and I've talked to God and I've said, God, is she cheating on me? Or if she's not the one, tell me now. If she's the one that's going to hurt me, tell me now. If she's going to hurt me, tell me now. As a matter of fact, my, God has told us, me, and then us at the same time, on more than one occasion, he said, this relationship I established, this relationship is from me. I put you guys together. I put you together for a reason. You don't know that reason yet, but you're going to know it soon. On more than one occasion, he's told us that. First separately and then together, in front of an entire packed church. He said, This relationship is what I established. And I know and I believe it because it was a prophet. Ladies and gentlemen That didn't know nothing about our lives Didn't know nothing And he saw And he says It was actually me Ladies and gentlemen That needed the prayer that day I'm going to just tell you this small testimony It was actually me that needed the prayer That day And ladies and gentlemen The preacher or the, the, the prophet told us. The prophet asked me. You have your wife here. God tells me to tell you to bring your wife. And he says. He says I don't know what's going on. And I don't know why. But God says. This relationship I established. This relationship is mine. This relationship is what I put together for a reason. It wasn't a mistake. He said it wasn't a mistake. That you guys ended up together. It wasn't a mistake. Even after all the heartbreak. It was because... Of what I established. And to this day. We are about to celebrate. My wife and I. Seven years this December. We just. We just passed our sixth year. Back back in December. And this year in December. We'll be celebrating seven years. And nine. Almost ten years together. And seven years. Married. For the glory of God I say that And so ladies and gentlemen You might not believe any of this You might not believe What I'm saying But I'm telling you it's the truth I thought Women would fill that void I thought By becoming a player, ladies and gentlemen, I would fill the void with more than one woman. I would fill the missing area in my life with women. With one woman and then more than one woman. I thought becoming a player, cheating and and having sexual encounters all the time... Was gonna help me. Was gonna fill the emptiness inside. But God, ladies and gentlemen, again I gonna say again. I say God made us, created us in His own image, and on purpose. After Adam and Eve sinned on purpose made a void in our lives that only he can fill you think it's alcohol so you go to alcohol they say it's drugs so you go to drugs they say it's it's women so you go to women they say it's men so you go to men they say it's both men and women Swingers, have fun. And so you do that. But that doesn't even fill the void. They say it's money, so you try and and fill the void by stealing, shoplifting. They say it's possession, so you try to shoplift or buy. If, If you have money, you buy everything. You buy all the things that you've ever wanted to try to fill that void. They say it's money, so you try to get rich or die trying, as they say. uh, That I never understood, ladies and gentlemen. Why would you want to die trying to get rich? Get rich or die trying. What? What's the point of trying to get rich if you're going to die trying? Because none of that money, as I said in my last broadcast, comes... Goes with you when you die None of that richness None of that popularity Will go with you when you die Because when you die You dead No material possessions are going with you It might go in your coffin But You dead You ain't gonna feel it It sounds harsh but it's the truth honestly They say many things People say It's many things Drugs, money, women, men Both Fame, fortune, possessions Many things you try to fill it with And yet At the end of the day You still feel empty They say it's kids So you have Countless kids Yeah I know from experience Kids will fill a certain void Kids will fill And marriage and love Will fill a certain void But it won't fill the void Of not having Jesus Not having the Lord in your heart Because God knew what he was doing And unfortunately yes it's true Yes God I mean people Sometimes kill themselves Sometimes die Trying to find where that void can be filled But not even death can fill that void You feel empty You say what's the point Nothing is filling the void. Try Jesus. Try the Lord. Try my God. My God will fill that void. Jesus will fill that void. I encourage you to do so. I encourage you, my friend, to try and fill the void with Jesus. Because Jesus is the one that that void is there for. Jesus wants to save you, my friend. Jesus wants to be a part of your life. Jesus is knocking. At that door of your heart. The Bible says that. Jesus says. Here. Behold. I am at the door. And I knock. And whosoever. Opens for me. They will dine with me and me with them. They will dine with me, as in they will feast. They will eat food. They will dine with me and me with them. Come to Jesus my friend. God is calling. Jesus is calling for you. I promise you. It will not be a regret. I promise you. I've been there. I tried killing myself. My wife will tell you the story. My wife, ladies and gentlemen, used by God, one day saved my life. My wife, one day, saved my life being used by God. This was before she was my wife. This was when she was my girlfriend. Think about that. Even having my girlfriend, even having... A girlfriend back then, ladies and gentlemen, didn't even make me feel any less worthless than I used to feel. Even having the love of a girlfriend. The love of my parents. The love of a church. Because I was going to church back then. People think, oh, you go to church and you're saved. No. No. I can prove and I can say to you, Church, just going to church is not going to save you. You will need Jesus in your heart. You need Jesus in your heart, my friend. Just going to church is not going to help you. It will help you in, in, in learning about Jesus. It will help you in learning about the Word of God But unless you have Jesus in your heart Ladies and gentlemen Sometimes Sometimes that's what you need the most Actually all the time that's what you need the most Sometimes you don't need Your girlfriend next to you Sometimes you need God A lot of times you need God. I was there. Even having the love of my girlfriend who is now my wife. Didn't make me feel any less worthless than I was. Than I thought I was. Didn't make me feel any less useless. Didn't make me feel any less loved. Than I thought I wasn't. I thought I wasn't loved by anybody. I picked up a knife Tried to stab myself And once I was about to stab myself Stab myself in the heart no less A text came into my phone Saying what are you doing baby I love you Just wanted to say I love you A simple, just wanted to say, I love you, from my wife, from my girlfriend, ladies and gentlemen. Who was then my girlfriend. She was at church, listening to the message of God, listening to the word of God. And something told her to tell me, hey, just wanted to say, I love you. I dropped that knife. I bawled crying. I started bawling my eyes out. I told her to call me. told her to go to the bathroom and call me. And she did. And I told her what I was going to do. And she said, babe, I don't know why I did it. But now I know it was God. I don't know why and I don't know how, but I know that it was God that told me to tell you that I love you because He loves you too and He wanted to save your life. I thought I was worthless, ladies and gentlemen. I thought I was, no, I thought I was nothing. I thought nobody loved me. Even going to church, I still thought nobody loved me. That God's love wasn't enough. That my wife's, I mean, my girlfriend's love, my parents' love wasn't enough. Until to this day, ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you, I haven't had those thoughts anymore. For the glory of God, I can say that. I haven't, do- haven't had those thoughts anymore. I haven't had those those. Those suicidal thoughts anymore. Sometimes, yes. I do have thoughts to hurt myself, but I know that those are what the Bible calls shots of the enemy to your mind. Bombs of the enemy to your mind. However you want to put it. It's the same. The Bible says that the devil throws shots, the devil throws um, evil thoughts to your mind all the time. And you need to take those thoughts captive to Jesus and rebuke him in the name of Jesus and say, I have the mind of Jesus, I have the mind of God, those thoughts will not affect me. Something is missing in your life, ladies and gentlemen. It's Jesus. It's God. You need Jesus. I encourage you. I inspire you. I pray to you that you accept Jesus in your life before it is too late. Suicide will not help trust me Drugs Alcohol Pain Will not help Trust me Hurting yourself will not help Jesus will you want to accept Jesus in your life right now ladies and gentlemen I encourage you to do so I encourage you to say dear Jesus I thank you for what you did on the cross I thank you for everything that you've done for me that you will do for me I ask you to forgive me to forgive my sins To write my name in the book of life. And I ask you. To be my Lord. And my Savior. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. My friends if you did this small simple prayer with me. We believe as Christians that you have been born again. Santo de Dios I feel like I am talking to somebody Santo Dios, todo Dios Santo You are worthy of praise Jesus I feel like I am talking to somebody Sometimes you can always tell Sometimes God will let you know My friend If this is you God says he loves you. Santo God says he loves you. He doesn't want you to hurt yourself. He doesn't want you to, to turn to drugs or alcohol or death or suicide or any of those evil things. Because all they will do is hurt you even more. Hurt your body. Hurt your spirit. Hurt your mind. My friend, God loves you. Jesus loves you. Ay padre, todas dios. Do not jump. Do not commit suicide. I've been where you are. I have been where you are, my friend. It is not a fun road, trust me, I know Jesus wants For you to accept Him For you to know that He loves you For you to know that He already died for you So you don't need to die You don't need to to do any harm to yourself Because He died for you He resurrected on the third day To give you life and eternal life Harming yourself my friend Killing yourself my friend Doing bad things Turning to anything else Sex, drugs, alcohol, women, men Whatever the case may be They will not help you Trust me I know I've been there Jesus will Jesus will love you. Jesus will show you his love. Jesus will transform your life. I'm not promising you that Jesus is going to make all your things go away. All your, your your pain and all your suffering go away. I'm not promising you a, a, a perfect little life. No. But I am promising you. That Jesus will take the carriage. That Jesus will take... The 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 load off your shoulders, the load of pain, the load of of agony, the load of of whatever you're going through. I don't know who you are, Santos. I don't know. But God loves you accept him in your heart. I'm gonna do the prayer one more time for you can do it with me my friend. Just in your own words and with all your heart just say dear Jesus, thank you for saving my life. Thank you for what you've done him for me. Thank you for dying for me on the cross. Bearing my sins Bearing my sickness Bearing my pain Thank you for everything you've done And everything you will do I ask you to be my God My Lord and Savior Come into my heart I accept you As my God In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Again, my friend, if you've done that small prayer, there's nothing, there's nothing more you need to do. Jesus has forgiven your sins. His, your sins are thrown into the sea of forgetfulness. Your sins are thrown into the sea of forgetfulness. Your sins are no more. Jesus has forgiven you. Has forgotten all what you've done. You are a new creature. Welcome to the family, I say. Get into a good Bible-based Solely Bible based Christian church And make God The Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit One God Number one priority in your life This has been Christian thoughts What's missing Jesus Jesus in your life. Accept Him today. May God bless your day, your night, and the rest of your week. Your brother Jesse Jarab, I bless you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Your brother Jesse Jair once again, ladies and gentlemen, reminding you that if you want to support this podcast in a monetary fashion, you can do so by going to anchor.fm/jct and hitting the support this podcast button. That's anchor.fm/jct. Press that support this podcast button, and you will be supporting this podcast in a monetary fashion, ladies and gentlemen. And also subscribe, like, and follow this podcast right here on your favorite podcasting app. So may God bless your day, your night, and the rest of your week.